1: Hey, everyone. I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life.
0: Hey, you guys. Today, we're talking about what to be grateful for in your blended family, the blessings of a blended family. There's a lot. Stay tuned.
1: Kicking it off, back in action. Where are we starting?
0: Well, we're starting with all the blessings. Okay. Because here's the deal. I think that it is so difficult living a blended life. Yes. Difficult on every single relationship. In it. Yes. You're just gonna smile and nod and say yes. (laughs) I'm just gonna agree with
1: you because this is you're speaking the truth, sister. Keep it going.
0: (laughs) Well, and so I think we can get stuck in the negativity. You know, it's really. Yes. Yes. So when we get stuck in the negativity, negativity just breeds negativity. And then that's all we see. And if that's all we see, that's all we experience. Yeah. And so we get in this cycle of like everything's bad. Everything's hard. Everything's gone to shit. And the real big
1: fish had a song about this called Everything Sucks
0: punk right
1: um it's like punk ska It's more ska than punk
0: aren't they the same a little bit like didn't they birth from the same place
1: yeah it's the same as red hot chili peppers and oh. um, pink yeah Got pretty it. much it's like the right. same genres
0: fun fact eric yeah. loves punk
1: i don't love punk i am punk
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about ska are you a big ska fan still um, i know you like i am
1: it. but not like your average ska i like like Link eighty, uh, like I like a harder ska, like I
0: have no idea punk ska. <laughs> uh uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> like, like see, pink, I made him pink say pink peppers,
1: it. red, red, uh, pink <laughs> hot chili peppers. Okay, yeah.
0: So anyway, I do like. Ska. There is this whole belief experience cycle we get in, and this is something I talk to my clients about that I learned from Health Coach Institute, which is where I got certified as a life and health coach. And we get in this belief experience cycle, right, where your beliefs. Inform your experiences and then your experiences reinforce your beliefs. So if you sit there and you have a mindset and a belief that this is so hard, that blended living is chaotic and it's awful and it's just all the negative insert negative word, then that's all you're going to experience in it you're going to miss even the small blessings because you're not looking for them because your beliefs are informing your experiences. So if you want to change how you experience your blended family life, you really have to deal with your mindset and and what you're looking for and what you believe about it.
1: What about everyone else's mindset? I feel like a lot of times... I could be in a great mood, but if everyone else is in a great mood, it brings it down. Like, you you can be in a great mood, and then I come home, and I'm not in a great mood, and that Mm -hmm. brings us down. Mm -hmm. And it's like...
0: I love to talk to that.
1: I know. I'm ready. I feel like this is what... This is what I do. This is what you do as a life coach.
0: Yeah. So, if someone else brings your mood down, you've allowed it.
1: Yes. I mean, oh. Right? Yeah, sometimes. You allow it. Because
0: you, again, are in control of you you, you know, and this is where we get disempowered because what ends up happening in our blended families and this is everyone. Gosh, and this is something I talk about in my breakthrough sessions, right, Um, is we hand all of our power out. It's like if our blended family just stood in front of us, every member and our co-parents and the like, and oh, their new spouses, there's not that much to go around. But like what you end up doing is you're handing a little bit of your power out to every person until you are now a victim because you have no power. You've handed it all to everyone. So this is really what creates anxiety and depression and all these things because you don't know anymore if you're going to be happy today or not. You don't know anymore if your well-being is going to be intact, if your needs are going to be met, because everyone else has become responsible for your happiness, your well-being your needs being met, and now, that is something that you do.
1: Here's where I struggle with that sometimes because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times I do wake up very happy. I go to work and come home very happy, or you know, <laughs> and I come home and yeah, and the circumstances have changed. Yeah, you and walk in the door, manipulates it. But I feel like if I stay happy, then I'm being selfish. Mm. If I if I if I come through and every you know, like you're having a bad day, if I don't empathize with you and i'm sure that there's better ways of dealing with it. i don't empathize with you and like calm down to that level if i'm like <laughs> well you're having a bad day i wouldn't say it like this but the how i you know how it would play i out, know how you I, are you this is, I, is how
0: you know you're right no continue that's not on. how i would uh-huh. never
1: like point and be like you're having a crappy day and you i'm make having a great joke day. out of it i wouldn't not if you're having a bad day i never would um but if i continue to stay on that high and mm-hmm. i'm happy and i'm having a good day and you're just
0: mm-hmm. down
1: and out then mm-hmm. i'm like dude, I'm being a terrible husband.
0: No, you're not being a terrible husband, but what you are is 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 you're having boundaries for yourself. Because here's the deal. If someone is sitting in pig shit, and this is something I've talked about here, yeah. right? You have a choice to go down and sit in the pig shit with them. Poop. And that's not really helpful to anyone.
1: Except for your spouse because I don't think they're so. They're grateful. I feel like if I stayed up on my Happy high horse.
0: What would be better is if you held a hand down to your spouse and said, here, let me help you out of this.
1: What if they're not ready for that? What if it's too big of a circumstance? Then you
0: say, let me know when you are. Like, I'm here for you when you're ready. I want to help you. What can I do? And if, because a lot of times I think when spouses are struggling, we don't want any, we don't have, I've never had an expectation if I'm struggling that you are going to fix it. Right. Unless it's you that I'm struggling with specifically, <laughs> usually Then I'm like change, <laughs> motherfucker. No, oh, I'm just come kidding. On. Uh, sorry. There it is. This is our gratitude. I haven't, I haven't had to use this in a long time. I was just joking. I'm like being lighthearted. You're not joking.
1: That but was a true F bomb. If, if I'm
0: struggling with like one of the kids, yeah. or a co-parenting situation, or a family situation, I I don't. Sometimes I just need for you to like meet me where I'm at. Hear you, and just listen. Yeah. Or just like, I see you, I hear you. I'm so sorry right. that this is hard for you. Yeah, But I don't think any, I, I haven't come across a client, well, maybe with the exes. <laughs> but I don't really think clients truly believe that you, ha- like anybody has the power to change anyone else. I think where we get tripped up is that, especially men are fixers. We like you all want to fix everything. Yeah. You can't.
1: Well, why do we have tools then?
0: Because, well, you can change you.
1: No, I want to fix everything.
0: But you can't change other people. Right.
1: No, I know. I'm just being silly. But that's um,
0: that's what we try to do. And then yeah. it's all well-intentioned. But when you're trying to fix something, it feels dismissive to your spouse right. sometimes. Well, and one of the or biggest lessons
1: I've learned in this over life, over the last, ye- like, multiple years, um, is a lot of times when our spouses are talking and venting they just want to be heard they don't want you to jump on that bandwagon with them they want to become heard they want to becoming heard now at (laughs) gmail.com to find out more about julie's coaching session you guys becoming heard now at gmail.com
0: yeah but, but people just want to know that they're seen and heard and heard
1: becoming heard
0: they you know it's really important that we have witnesses to our lives
1: amen sister Oh. You
0: know, like, you just want someone to witness your life. Like, it matters. You know, this is why we we have connection. And sometimes that does mean, like, offering up some criticism. Like, not criticism, but, like, hard truth where it's, like, this is something that you could definitely do to shift things for yourself. But I also think we have to make sure that this, our significant other is in a place to receive it. Like, if someone's really upset about something and you're, like, And this is what you have to do to, you know, it may not be the correct time. I think it's, but the word, this is not the episode. Well, maybe that's a different episode. Okay. But what I want to say about this, going back to the belief belief experience cycle we get ourselves in in our blended families, is that what you look for is what you're going to find. This is true in all areas of life. So if you're looking for the negative, like that's where, where your focus go, wait, where your attention goes, your energy flows. So if you're always focused on the negative, you are going to have negative energy and that negative energy that like that radiates off of you affects your entire family. I know you've experienced that. I have experienced that. So then our experience is a negative one. And we're angry all the time and we're upset and everything's just bad. And so this episode, I really wanted to give to our listeners because I want to talk about something that's not talked about a lot, which is the blessings of a blended family.
1: I was going to say, salt and Pepper already did that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But blended family life isn't all terrible. And this is where we can change our mindset to look for the blessings. And I'm going to name 13 that I wrote down, you probably could add to it and find your own. And I challenge you to do that because if you're looking for the blessings, if you're looking where you can find appreciation and gratitude in your blended family life, it will change your experience in it, regardless of the chaos that surrounds you.
1: You know, it's funny. It was like, we're talking about this and I feel like I do this a lot. I, when I pray, I pray, thank thankfulness quite often like daily multiple times a day and I feel like I'm thankful for so much and then reality hits <laughs> and then I've whoop, whoop, losing screens here and then uh, and then it's like all goes out the window I don't know if any of you feel this you mm. know sometimes but yeah. it's like man I'm so grateful for all this I'm so grateful for my wife and my kids and their health and our well-being and just, you know, things are going great. And then it's like.
0: You walk in the door. The
1: walk in the door or the <laughs> phone rings and it's like all goes out the window. Yeah. You know, and that's. Well, but that, I think that's part of it. I think that's part of us being human. That's circumstantial. And that's that's learning to harness that and find it and being able to come right back to it quicker.
0: Well, you know? it, that and gratitude's a practice. And so yeah. it's easy to be grateful when things are good. Oh, yeah. That's super easy, right? We can do that all day long. Well. (laughs) Most people can. Yeah. So it is uh, the practice and intentionality around can you find, and this I work with clients a lot, can you find gratitude and appreciation for the tough stuff? When you are in the trenches, what can you be grateful for? And what can you appreciate? Now, that's deeper work that I do one-on-one with clients. I don't know if we're going to get so into that here. But there's always blessings in the struggle. There's always appreciation, even if it's just what you learned from it. Like, this is an opportunity to learn a lesson that's ultimately going to maybe prevent something greater from happening. Or going to bring me closer to a certain person in the family. So, I think that... What To what you're saying, true story, but uh, what we know from blended life is it's chaotic. There are yeah. so many moving pieces. There are so many variables. The wind shifts and everything changes Constantly. Daily.
1: But I think this is also, you've talked about it, how I'm so quick to forgive and so quick to just bounce back from things. Yeah. I, I love
0: think, it and it's fucking annoying. Oh,
1: sorry. There it is again, you sorry. guys. We're going for we're sorry. going for <laughs> Gratitude. <hat> <laughs> Um, but I think that's one of the things that I've learned. The, the way I'm able to do that is from being able to harness that and being able to be grateful, and it brings me back a lot quicker. Um, when I was younger, I didn't forget and forgive as quickly. I didn't move on past things as quickly, and it's something that I've grown into, and I think that's what we're talking about right now. I think that is part of that, that puzzle piece. I'm like, you and I can be very angry at each other, in mad and heated conversation and then I'm fine in an hour from now yeah or, that's or, not or, how I'm wired no but it's because all of my gratitude towards you and all of my love towards you and everything that I appreciate about you overfills that cup overflows it and fills it back up very quickly because I know it's there I'm very aware of it and I'm surrounded by that and it's like all these little whatever we're arguing or bickering about at that time is just a small circumstance, but there's so much more that overtakes that mm-hmm. that I am so much more grateful for. And I know that you are so much more than and that's how I'm able to get over it so quickly. I mean, no one frustrates me and makes me more angry than my son. And I'm probably the same thing to him. But I am so grateful for him and love him and know his heart that that quickly overfills it. And I think vice versa. I think, he, you know, his dad makes him so angry but all of a sudden, he realizes, like, dad does a lot for me. He cares about me. He loves me and is quick to forgive me. You know, he's starting to mm. learn this stuff very But
0: you early. model it, and I think that that is something that, you know, uh, as we talk about, I, I mean, I've seen this firsthand. You model it, and because, you know, children are pliable. I mean, children, you know, they adapt to everything that, that happens to them. So if you're happening, modeling
1: I call them, you know what I'm I saying? Call them like buddy, so I'm going to start calling them putty buddy.
0: Putty buddy. <laughs> but you're modeling this idea of letting go yeah. and um, not assuming the worst, but assuming the best. Like when that's modeled, kids learn that. And I think it's, you know, modeling gratitude kids pick up on. So this is For like sure. a practice that doesn't only t- change your experience, but also if you gift this to your children, it ripple effects out to them. Their whole life will be different. And
1: not in just this circumstance. I mean, anything that we model gratitude. to our kids, yeah. not just gratitude, but love, hate, anger, yep. um, joy, whatever, mm-hmm. anything, all of it mm-hmm. we model to our kids, our kids are going to pick up on.
0: Yeah. So let's get into what I, and, and you might have more. So, and and as I'm going to get into what I wrote down as, you know, my 13, what I find gratitude around in blended family life And I challenge you to write these down somewhere as I say them, and then also add to this list because this isn't all-inclusive. You might not be grateful for what I'm grateful for, but let it spark gratitude for maybe other things in your blended family experience. So the first thing right off the bat I'm grateful for is uh, being in a blended family has made me dependent on God in a way that I've never been dependent <laughs> on God in my entire life.
1: Why so? You can't depend on all of us?
0: There are just so much th- that happens out Variables. of my control yeah. that I cannot control, not even in our home, right? but maybe with co-parents. Right. And I just kind of wrote a post about this. You can go look on Blended Life or Becoming Hurt, either Instagram, and you can kind of read what I, what I wrote about some stuff that I'm thinking about lately, and it's just – When you can't control people or circumstance and you are being hurt, what do you do with that? Where's the gratitude there, right? So for me, I have been able to have a deeper relationship with God, trusting him, letting go, letting him intercede on my behalf and just trusting his timing, trusting that truth will surface, trusting that he's got all the kids, and in return, I've been giving a, been given a peace, especially this week. It started out really horrible. I had a really, really bad start to the week. And I feel like I'm ending the week in a, in a place of peace. Like, I don't love what's going on, but I'm not an emotional wreck about it. Like, I just have a calm about it, mm-hmm. even though it's tough. Yeah. And I think that is such a huge blessing. It's that even, like, I don't know how people who don't have faith make it through blended life at um, all yeah uh, yeah i mean they do i'm sure but yeah. i just i so for me i have gratitude that living in blended family has has given me a deeper relationship with god can you relate to that at all depending oh, yeah. on him oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah like no nothing else is going to help but god right yeah there's nothing so, else yeah
1: sometimes you just you have to you have to just be able to let it go, or as we say, give let, it all to God.
0: Let go, let, yeah. and let God, and
1: just be like, let God sort it out, <laughs> and, um, or
0: trust that He's in your corner. Like, yeah, he's not but going you know what? There's to... a lot of
1: peace in that too, because if you just trust with your whole heart and faith, a lot of times it's just it's it's very just calming because you're like, look, this is out of my hands. Yep, this isn't in my control.
0: That's right. I am
1: a man who wants to fix everything. But I'm not capable of fixing everything.
0: No, there's most things I don't think we can fix other than ourselves.
1: And the garbage disposal.
0: Thank God. Thank God. For the ability for that. So that's my number one. Number two, piggybacking off of number one, I feel like deeper intimacy through overcoming trials together. Now, you might relate to that as just your marriage or it might be your whole family, your blended family, but when we go through trials and when we overcome them and we see the other side, intimacy deepens. Our connection deepens. Our st- and then we have some stick-tuitiveness, right? We have right? We have, we have hope now because we've made it to the other side of this struggle, so now we, we have faith that we can overcome the next one. And I think that that's a really huge blessing because I think a lot of people give up too soon. Right. So if you can be in the struggle and know that there's the other side, and if you make it to the other side, relationships deepen, that's a huge blessing. What do you think of that? Have you experienced that at all? I don't know if that's relatable or that's just me.
1: No, I think it's a lot of people. I think everyone deals with that in their own way and... Uh, being able to hang on just a bit longer um, might not be the norm in blended families. Not might not be the norm. Actually, absolutely is not the norm Mm-mm. in second marriages, as we have talked about many times. There's a seventy percent failure rate in second in second marriages, and probably goes down. You know, or the the percentage goes up. And
0: I think it's with as kids it goes also. as it goes more.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but. That being said, I think failure is the wrong word for that because I don't think any marriage truly fails. Failure is when like something has gone catastrophically wrong and just gives way. Mm -hmm. And I think us as humans with um, the ability to pick and choose and we have um we have the ability to do right or do wrong you know we have god has given us free will to do things so i think the word failure is the wrong word for it i think that What is
0: the right word for it then um, like what would you say i don't believe in failure anyway Well it's that- not
1: it's because my point is it's not a failure i mean yeah i guess that's a big broad term for it mm-hmm. But usually and I'm sure some marriages have failed because of circumstances and like But it's things. choices. But it's choices the and marriage that's didn't my fail. That's you chose my, to do something. That's right? my point. It's a it's an absolute choice on yeah. one person, both persons, you know, at at some point in time. It it's well, it's and a the choice. truth
0: is all the little choices that ended a marriage probably both people made. Yeah you know, along the way. And it's, it's mistakes. Yeah. But they're, so but it's they're choices. It is choices. Yeah. I totally agree. So what's so a, what's
1: a better term for that then? We need to think of this. I'm going to think of it while you talk.
0: Okay. So yeah, I think that intimacy deepens and that is something we all really crave. I think in blended families, especially coming out of marriage, prior marriages or <laughs> marriage, if you're not me, um, you know, but I think so intimacy is something we all crave. And, and something we all really yearn for and so I think that is something that you can really experience if you give yourself the chance and that's a blessing. Number three, genuine connection is a huge blessing in blended families. Yeah, you know, um, when it, connection isn't natural necessarily in blended families. So when you're able to actually connect, it's genuine because Not everyone, not every personality is super going to click. And kids didn't ask for these step parents and kids didn't ask for these step siblings. And so when connection finally happens and you see it's just pure genuine because it takes time and there's got to be effort and especially with the slow burn, let me tell you. Slow burns are the best because they generate a lasting, genuine connection. So don't be afraid if you are not immediately connecting with your stepchild or, you know, you want to build a relationship with your co-parent's spouse and that isn't coming to fruition. You just keep like, don't give up. Don't give in so soon. Keep on trying because the fruits of that, if that's what you're called to do to be in connection If it happens, it's going to be genuine. And I think that is such a blessing.
1: This is going to get real controversial real quick. Why? Because I looked up in the thesaurus. Oh, no. Other words for failure.
0: Oh, gosh. This is a gratitude.
1: Breakdown. Okay. Fall. Okay. Backslide. Deteriorate. (laughs) Decline. Blunder. And I think the most descriptive word for a failed marriage Because it is a choice that someone has made, whether you agree with it or not, is an abortion.
0: Dear God, you had to say that on our podcast.
1: I had to. I think that it is very descriptive. Well, you can abort a
0: mission. Maybe you abort the mission of marriage. Thank you.
1: I'm not talking about.
0: I'm just saying. I'm clearing that up right now before a soundbite gets picked out of our. Well. People could.
1: can pick and choose as they want, but you can pick and choose an abortion to have or not to have an abortion of a marriage. Yes. So I think that's the best description of it. I no longer am going to call them failed marriages. Oh, great. I'm going to call them okay, aborted I'm sorry, <laughs> marriages. Oh,
0: okay. Finding the gratitude for my husband right now as we continue on the path.
1: What are you talking about? I'm making sense of things
0: it's i'm sure our audience is applauding right now my gosh i think it
1: i think everyone whether you it doesn't even matter right it's not even talking about what the general modern day term is of that i think yeah it's an aborted
0: but that's a choice it's an
1: aborted mission it's an aborted
0: yes marriage yeah
1: which is a mission to yes. do better and to stay together. I like
0: that. I like thinking of marriage as a mission. I like thinking of blended families as a mission. And that could be a bonus blessing is that, you know, when you in- go, we get so much from missions. Have you ever, you been on a mission trip before?
1: Long no, ago. but I've done missionary. Okay.
0: Let's talk about love.
1: <laughs> That's what I was.
0: <laughs> well, here's the fourth blessing I wrote down. I think love is something we all want. And I think blended family like is um man, it's you can explore so many facets of love and what it truly means to love. Because love in a blended family is super intentional and it's a choice. You know, it's so deeper than it's so much deeper than, than, than feelings. And you to. can
1: very white to play over this wire. <laughs>
0: but you can experience all different <laughs> kinds of love in the oh, yeah. family. Like the way you love your son is different than the way right. you love your stepdaughter, is different than the way you love your stepson, is different than the way you love your daughter, is different than that you love me. And I would even venture to say that, and I'm going to get crucified for this, mm. but I think on some plane, like. When we decided to have babies with other people in our past lives
1: It's the same life. We like to think of it as our past life, but it's the same. But
0: here's like the deal. Like you have to have some adoration and love for your your child's biological other parent. Like they matter to your child. And so it's love, not in the traditional sense, but it's love on a different plane. And you I trying think trying to call me an ex mother lover? Yeah. So I think that blended family life is a cool way to experience love in in different ways that you wouldn't be able to if you weren't in such a blended family. And also want to remind you that love is biblical and it's a verb. And go look up in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 13, I don't know the verse, I should know the verse, but like love is patient, love is kind. It does not keep track of wrongdoings. It's slow to anger. Like you can go look in the Bible and see exactly the definition of what love is. And anytime you don't know how to love a difficult child, a difficult spouse, a difficult co-parent, literally you have reference. And I love that.
1: (laughs) Don't abort mission.
0: But I think it's just an opportunity to experience love in a new way, and it's something that we all say we want. So I hope that.
1: Well, as you're describing it like this, I think. Let that, me look at the Bible verse. What you okay, talk. Okay, and I think that love then is different than what the average Hallmark show describes it to be. No, it's a choice. I think, uh, yeah, I think love is probably something so much different mm-hmm. because as you describe it like this. Mm-hmm love isn't I think what all of us think of like love like oh do you love him do you love her mm-hmm. do you love them i think it's a very surface
0: yes term. it's all feelings and infatuation let and me pretty. read pretty it's it. a
1: red hot it's a red shiny heart
0: yeah let yeah. me read the the biblical definition of love it's first yeah. corinthians 13 you're right four through eight, eight. i just yeah. didn't know the specifics okay so if you don't know what love is or how to love you're blended family peeps here you go love is patient
1: love <laughs> is You know
0: the next one? Yes. Kind. Kind. Yes. Patient, kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends.
1: Or never fails, depending on which... Version. Which yeah, Bible version you're in.
0: So I think, go look at this Bible verse. If you have a hard time loving the people in your blended family or even your co-parent... Right. On some level, I mean, as Christians, we're called to love our neighbors. That's everyone. Right. Including your co-parent and love, not in the romantic sense, but love in the patient kind does not envy, you know, that that. But I think
1: the line, I think the last line of this, though,
0: love never fails.
1: Yeah, I think that is where I think everyone stops reading right before that. Yeah. You know, I think that is where, you know, you walk into a house. And I know so many of you have seen this and, and read this. You walk into a house and you read verses like one through four, <laughs> right? It's always over a toilet or over a bed. And maybe I just go into more houses than all you do because.
0: Of your work. It's, yeah,
1: I'm in real estate. And um, you just see it all the time. But if there... If pe- more people read the whole thing and hung up on that last line, love never fails.
0: Or love never ends. Or n-
1: love never ends. Mm-hmm. Then I think there'd be less abortions of okay. marriage. He's,
0: okay. We're just going to keep saying that word. All right. Here we are. Yeah. I, I agree with you. <laughs> Great. Okay. But I okay, so back love. to okay. I can't. Okay. I'm so like <laughs> distracted by your verbiage right now. I'm like, I can't even continue. I'm just, just of- kidding. But so loving others and it, experiencing love, I think, is a blessing. Also, you being able to be loved on differently than maybe I think that's a huge blessing Not that like you R. Kelly open wants to love your you. like when you open yourself up to love in a biblical sense or in a different in different ways than maybe you've experienced before, that's also a blessing, but you have to be open to that. Right. Because, again, if you're stuck in negativity, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss the times that you are loved. And that's sad.
1: It's like blindsided.
0: Yeah. Okay. Number five, a blessing of blended family that I think you and I certainly have gained is grit.
1: mm. I I don't think we had any choice in that, (laughs) but that's,
0: it's kind of cool. Like when you get grit, that's kind of empowering. That's kind of like, I'm, I'm proud of that. Like I, I have grit. I'm not a pansy.
1: Uh, yeah, after my son's been riding motocross all day and playing hockey all day, I always tell him to go take a shower because he's full of grit. grit. <laughs> he's pretty gritty.
0: But it's that that, gets you, that allows you to not fall apart and quit right. and, and gives you that stick-to-itiveness I think we talked about earlier. So I think grit is a huge blessing, and it also teaches your kids some sort of grit. You know, they have a lot that they're dealing with, but the grit they gain from being in a blended family will serve them well later in life. They're not going to fall apart and be, be shrinking violets, you know. They're going to be able to to be discerning and to to get through rough stuff and to endure some pretty, life's tough, right? So I think that the grit that kids get is a blessing. And same with us. I think that grit helps us stay together if we choose to use it.
1: Yeah, and kids are learning grit not only from their parents, but they're learning it at school. They're learning it from their other parents. They're learning it with all their social interactions. So one thing that I have learned to do um, with the kids is be involved with what they're doing, obviously at home, but be involved in the sports, be involved with um, conversations about school or youth group or – you know, whatever their activity is, what they're doing, and being able to help our kids navigate situations. Um, teaching kids how to not just get mad at little Billy or little Tommy because they're mean on the playground. Okay, so they're mean to you. You don't just stay away from them now. figure Like, there's a reason why. Well,
0: especially in blended families when you have step-siblings that you may not get along with.
1: Yeah, so but then you can't I, run away from them. Too. Something I've worked so hard on um, with my kid, and we actually just had a conversation. We're coming back from motocross this afternoon, and we're having a conversation about a kid that he's having a tough time with, and not him having the tough time, but one of one of his buddies is having a tough time with another one of his buddies, and he's trying to like kind of help navigate I'm Like, listen, if you're going to act this way about another one of our friends... Like, this isn't going to be cool. Like, you either need to clean this up, you know, or we're not going to be hanging out as much, you know, and just being able to navigate that and talk to him and figure out why are you acting like this about him, you know, and, and help him just not smash a toy and run away type of... So
0: is this grit you're giving him?
1: Yeah, I think he's learning how to get grit, but I also think he's learning how to navigate a situation so he has the grit to be able to hold on. You know, it's grit and glue. (laughs) You need to be able to hold on to this and not just watch things explode and blow up in front of you and walk away. And this relationship isn't perfect. So boom, on to the next one. You know, oh, these friends aren't getting along. Boom, I'm going to choose one and only side with the other. It's like, no, like we're all friends for a reason. We all get along for a reason. Like if you guys can't get along over this silly little thing, it's not worth. Boom, blowing up the relationship and the friendship about. Let's figure out what it is. Either we get over it or we don't. But let's continue to move on because we are all good friends. We all look out for each other, you know. So getting him to open his eyes to that in which he's doing a very good job because we've worked on this for a long time. But he's able to see this, navigate this, and work on past it, you know, and help his friends. Nice. This isn't his problem, and he's not necessarily inserting himself in it. But when his friend comes to him and he's talking about his other friend, it's like, whoa, like, yeah, this ain't right.
0: Yeah, for sure. Nice. All right. Number six. We. (laughs) That was my drum roll. We. um, I think it's, again, much like love. Being in a blended family will grow and stretch you in ways that only being in a blended family can. So, you learn things about yourself that you could not learn if you were not a step parent. You grow in ways that you would not be able to grow if you weren't a co-parent. It's, and it, I, that's think,
1: e- I think that's easy to understand because imagine talking to someone about being a parent that's not a parent. Like, they, you know, you can... You can think you understand because you've been a child, but, like, unless you have that paternal love for your child yeah. or you're dealing with something, like, it's it's just different.
0: Yeah, but also for the kids, too, children of divorce and children in blended families, they, too, grow and stretch in ways that are unique to their experience. Two examples I have is, it like, problem-solving skills, right? They have to have a whole different set of problem-solving skills, And not only one set, but two sets. Because what works in one house maybe wouldn't work in the other house because there's different value systems or different structures, right? I think also another thing that kids learn is adaptability, right? So they have to adapt to each household, to each set of personalities and parents. And that is something that kids who aren't in blended families, and I think we discussed this in a different podcast episode not too long ago, but children of divorce and in blended families, like it's hard on them, and it's not all it's not all sunshine and rainbows. But there are good parts. There's a, a sense that they can adapt, and that will serve them well later in life when they have to like go to college and have roommates, and you know, then they have to go to jobs and maybe share an office or work with hard people. Like they're going to have a whole skill set to to help them navigate life. Also. I think a really unique thing that we can grow and stretch in as any individual in blended families is really this idea of acceptance. It's something that you have to, if you cannot find acceptance, you will have the hardest blended family experience of anyone because acceptance is where peace is. So accepting things you cannot change, letting go and letting God, like we talked about earlier, accepting relationships accepting cer like I mean you have to get to a place of acceptance or you will constantly be in a state of upset. And so that's a choice. Um and it's really hard for us to accept things we don't like. But again, if we can't change it, then you can choose to be upset about something you can't change or you can let it go and f- put your energy elsewhere, maybe into building a different relationship or Finding a hobby or whatever, so I think, but these are areas that blended family life exposes us and to growth and and stretch us in such beautiful ways that really elevates us as human beings yeah. I like that a lot, so when you think it's hard, just think about how your character is shifting and 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 how much you're growing and, and find appreciation in it and for the kids too, okay, number seven um. Blended family life is just, I feel like full of opportunities. Uh, yeah. So when I think of, op- when I think of blended families, I think of opportunities. And whenever I think of opportunities, I'm like, that's a potential blessing. Yeah, can you think you of opportunities that you've come con-
1: Constantly, from? but there's, uh, there's opportunities, there's ways to grow. There's ways to teach others to grow. I mean, there's, the opportunities are endless
0: yeah and I think for our kids, because when I think of opportunities in blended families, I think of joining so kids get a multitude of opportunities now because there's might there's multiple adults in different homes, so they are they they get to have different experiences, and this is gonna go into number eight, so number eight might be new experiences. I think that kids have a wider range of experience in two homes. Um, they have a wider range of opportunities in two homes. And I think that's, and then we'll go to number nine, which is resources. You know, it's nice to have two families if in a perfect world. Like I get this isn't everyone's experience, but well, if in a perfect
1: world, we'd have one family and this wouldn't have happened, <clears throat> but we also wouldn't be listening to this. And I feel like we might get some hate mail because they're like, you guys are promoting two families and more, more oh. circumstances and not. We're like, trying
0: to find the blessing in what is. That's it. I'm said. like the blessing
1: would be staying together, but I'm sure most of us listening to this aren't in that situation. No. So let's find the blessing now. Yes. And let's look for the good things. So that's what number eight is or was. Is like
0: life experience. Life
1: experience. Like there, there are there is a silver lining to this. Yes, it's not the golden lining, but it's the silver lining. Well, it's like yeah. if it, this is this. Let's find the good in this,
0: and we all get to broaden our horizons. Like I didn't know what hockey was before you. <laughs> <laughs> You're just kidding. I don't even talk about that. I'm sorry. That, that's not true. Oh, the all. game, yes. But I'm just saying you've exposed me to things that <laughs> have enriched enriched my life. Even how you likewise let, like how you let things go. It, yeah. oh, I always talk about this on our podcast. It challenges me, but to see that live out and play out in your life enriches mine. And I think it's experiences like that where our kids are exposed to so many adults and so many hobbies and so many ways of doing things and so many traditions and so many, it's a well, more well-rounded experience of life. Um, and the resources part, which was, is number nine, I think that if you have two present families, kids are blessed in the sense that there's more resources to pull from Than one family.
1: Well, this is one of my favorite things, not even about blended families, but this is one of my favorite things about relationships and getting to know people.
0: Resources? And
1: building. um,
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: resources is you get to know people, you have resources, you have connections. um, You get to know people of all walks of life because even though like, for instance, um, realtors, I deal with realtors every single day. Just because I'm dealing with a specific group of people doesn't mean every realtor is the same. Every single realtor I deal with is so much different than the other ones, mm-hmm. but they are resources in their own way. And I think all relationships um, are are resources. I think every really, and I'm talking like marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. I think with your children. Mm-hmm. I think with you know, pastors, friends, families, what, h- however y- you name it. It's a a different, it's a different type of resource and it's for so many different parts of life. And I think life takes resources to complete and like to have a fulfilled life.
0: Yeah. So kids are super blessed because let's say if one house can't pay for college, then maybe the other household can. And so that kid gets to go to college. You know, or maybe, maybe or maybe both yeah. pulling together allows that kid to go to college. But or
1: maybe one household sets the kids up for college because, you know, they can or circumstances because right. yeah.
0: So I think that kids are blessed by that because you can pull it's not just dependent on one home for resource. Like kids have two homes, two different resources. And then co parenting, like you might not like your co parent, but how blessed are you that you have a co-parent that you're not having to do this alone? Like you have the support of your spouse and then you also have a co-parent. And that's, mul- That's a like I said, this is like kind of idealistic because I think everyone has, like most people have a lot of hard feelings with co-parenting, but I think God's really moving and in, in doing work in our co-parenting relationships right now. So I feel like I'm able to tap into a little bit maybe possibly the blessing of having a co-parent and not having to make hard choices on your own, it's a lot of pressure to be in charge of a child and, and have to discern medical stuff or mental health stuff or scholastic stuff. Like, and, and you're able to, to have someone who's equally loves this kid to help make the best decision for the kid. If you can get there in co-parenting, it's a huge blessing. So multi- multiple resources and more support. I think the more support you can have, the better. So, if you have a fractured co parenting relationship, I invite you to lay down your issues for the kids and just be able to find the blessing of having a support that another person cares for your kid. Your kid can't have too much love. There's no, you know, your kid can't have too much support, too many resources available to them. So make sure that if you're having a difficult co-parenting relationship, you're not blocking support and resource for your kid or yourself. You're blessing blocking yourself at that point, and then also your child. So work on your tough co-parenting relationships. Get over the past. Lay it down and find some peace in it, and I think that is a huge, huge blessing. Okay, number 10, and this is something I've always said too is – um it's while it's very hard not to have your children if they if you share custody with your co-parent it's hard you're missing out on half of your kids lives i have always felt like that that's really hard um also though the blessing is in that is you get a break a lot of parents are exhausted they don't ever get a break and so they show up really drained and depleted and how awesome is it? And I know I'm going to get hate mail for this too. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey.
0: But listen, having a break, knowing that your child is cared for by their other bio parent and loved on, and you're able to pour into whatever you need to pour into so that when they show back up at your house, you're excited to see them. You're ready for them. Re-energized. You're re-energized. You're renewed. I mean, I've always thought that, because I really had a hard time not having my kids around. It it was, Eric can attest to that, like, it's gotten better, but it was really difficult. It really affected our whole house. Like, I'd get sad and depressed and all of these things, and I really had to start shifting my mindset that, gosh, this could be a blessing and we could do stuff together, and, and I could pour into my marriage when the kids aren't around more, and I could hang out with friends and I could work on the business and I could you know go to the gym like I could do things that I love to do and not feel guilty about it because my kids are safely tucked in in another home so I think that can be a blessing if you choose to see it that way I'm not saying it's not hard and I'm not saying that It absolves your struggle, but I am saying if you can find the blessing in the break of having your children, it will help you, and it will make you a better parent when they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, do you miss the, (laughs) I'm like, you don't have a break anymore, sorry.
1: No, um, I, I'm, uh, I'm 100% on board with what you're saying with this, so. Did you ever used to
0: experience that, like, you, it was good just to. Like you could find the blessing in the struggle of not having your son around. Yeah, like that's som- hard. Sometimes, but um,
1: but it we, was nice sometimes to have we a break. both need breaks too. I mean, it it's the same thing as being.
0: Kids need breaks from their parents. Yeah, and I think saying. parents
1: need breaks from their kids. And I'm not saying like long breaks. Like sometimes, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, "I'm not in a blended family. I can't relate," but you can because. Your kid goes to their friend's house and just has a sleepover. And you're
0: like, oh. You know,
1: you hear about these new parents that are like, oh, you know, it's great that my kids go into kindergarten, but it's only half day. When they are able to go there all day to school all day and I can actually get stuff done, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing for us parents, you know, in a a blended family. It's like, okay, well, I can – I know I can – really grind and get stuff done, or I can really relax and get stuff done, you know, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, because those are the days the kids aren't here. It's some me time. It's some us time. It's some time away from the kids. And doesn't mean that you don't miss them. It doesn't mean that you're stoked that they're gone. And you can't wait for every Tuesday and Wednesday. And it doesn't mean kids you're a bad parent. Not whatsoever. It's, yeah. it's like, it's just a mind shift. It's like, okay, I'm going to use this time for something not involving my kids, or maybe I'm gonna do something for my kids. I'm planning for their birthday party. I'm going yeah. Christmas shopping right now for them. Or you know, it, it's it's or a it's, way. Or it's like you're getting use it.
0: You, yeah. You're getting stuff done that you opens up time for when your kids are to there. Spend better quality. To spend time better quality. Them. That's what you I mean. guys can
1: use this any yeah. way that you want. And I mean, I feel like that's how we do too. we don't have one specific way. That we use our time away from our kids whenever that is. It's just you have to you have to have a different mindset and a mind shift and utilize that and find it. And like you were saying just a little while ago, find the blessing in it, how you can make it a blessing. Yeah. Because if you can't make it a blessing, then it's not going to be a blessing.
0: No, it's going to just drag you down and you're going to be in that negative yeah. leaf experience cycle for sure. Um so this one kind of a a little bit like the others um, that we've talked about, but I think that the more people around your kids and even you, um, it's nice to, the more options you have to find like um, emotional support, if you will. Because sometimes I, not sometimes I know blended life is oftentimes it feels very isolating. So one of the blessings about, you know, having community and people and even like your family you know I've been able to get great emotional support from your mom from your sisters and I think that that is a blessing is that when you join families and you have bring new people in and I think even some bio parent or some step parents and step children find emotional support with each other that they don't necessarily even have with their own kids or other people and so I just think you have a really great opportunity to tap into people that you wouldn't be able to unless you were in this circumstance and that's a huge blessing right the extended family that you get um and relationships that you can have with different people um there's a new level of honesty so this would be like number 12 <laughs> I think see so you laugh and I get that like that's really hard yeah
1: but it, uh, it's The honest truth.
0: But here's the deal. So I'll share something. I don't even think I've shared this with you. You're going to laugh when I say this. So one thing I've been praying for, and I see God moving in. I've really been praying for sin to be exposed. (laughs) Oh, boy, is it? Is it? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, let's hear about this.
0: I'm not going to expose everyone's sin, but like I've been praying for sin to be exposed because I really, here's the deal. If sin is not exposed, you can't heal. So if you have secret sin or secret resentments or secret bitterness or secret hatreds or secret anger, um, then you carry that with you and it will eventually break relationships for good. And so something I've really wanted for all of our co-parenting relationships, it started this prayer in that regard. Okay. I didn't know God was going to do that across the board, Okay, which it seems like I'm sure now that I'm saying that, you're like, oh, I see how that's sins being exposed in everyone. Okay. Um. Anyway, and I see God working in our co-parenting relationships. I see God working in our children. I see God working in our marriage right now. And I think that... That honesty is kind of what I was thinking about with sin being exposed. Like sometimes you have to be honest and expose your sin or have your sin exposed in relationships so that you can heal. Because if you truly want healing and if you truly want redemption and if you truly want peace with somebody, then the truth has to come out. If you're not able to speak the truth, then you're never going to have what you want. And I think that is a huge blessing. Like I think blended families, you know, it forces honesty on some level. And I think that can be a huge blessing because the fruits of that are great. So don't shy away from being honest. I think Eric and I were, you you and I were just talking about this. You told me this. I was asking what, how our, how we could grow in our communication or you know, having hard conversations. Like, how could we do better at having hard conversations? And what you told me was that we need to talk more, that we need to bring the truth sooner, and not right. That's like, was yeah. your point? Like, uh,
1: well, that and underwater bubble farts. Okay. Like Morse code.
0: But here's the thing. Like, you s- that was a great point. Like the truth, right? Like if. If I hold on to what I'm feeling or the truth for three months. Uh, yeah, you
1: keep sweeping it under the rug, then all of a sudden yes. it's like, boom, it just explodes. And it's it's so much easier just to talk through it because there's communication there.
0: Like when you talk about it up front instead yeah, of holding on to it. That's it. Before it, yeah.
1: before it actually becomes something so big, you know, it's something that both of us were able to work on.
0: But see, when I said praying for sin to be exposed... That was m- one of my sins being exposed. You can see devil it devil come out, but like for real yeah. though. But but that needs to be exposed because if if we don't ever grow past is that, that sin though, yeah, bitterness and resentment.
1: Oh, I didn't realize you're bitter. If you hold on, resentful. if you hold
0: on to something that bugs you, yeah, what it, do you think it, happens? And it builds up. The no, fruit I'm of just, that is bitterness and resentment. Yes, I didn't
1: realize that it was getting to that point. Kay. Well,
0: that's why do you think it explodes how it does?
1: I don't know. Probably you got a, probably a lot of bitterness and resentment built up in there.
0: But I'm just saying as an example of that it was just very cool that you gave that feedback and I'm like, "Oh yeah. That's totally something I need to work on because I hold on to things because I don't like conflict." Yeah. And I don't want to create conflict.
1: But that's exactly what it's doing. Yes. It's building it up.
0: Because and I don't trust that if I I don't trust because I've never, and it's not you. No, I know. It's circumstances growing it's, up through time. Yes. Yeah. I don't trust that I can speak my truth and be honest and that it's just going to, to be okay. Right. I always feel like it's going to be taken, it's going it's to turn into a fight. And I just have PTSD yeah. from all the fighting from childhood to present. I don't want to do that. So I do hold it and I know that but that's my sin being exposed, right. but it has to be exposed or we are never going to fix communication. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say?
1: Oh, I know exactly what you're trying to say. I'm the one that told you.
0: So <laughs> this honesty thing is a blessing.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good thing. It's um, a good thing. I mean, there's nothing bad that comes out of that. Like, let's talk about it right now before it turns into anything. Yeah, And that's easy. That's the easy conversation. It's once it turns into something so big that it's a fight, that's when it becomes a hard conversation. Yeah. And no one wants that.
0: All right. Well. Is this the final? This is the final. Okay. But I think I, I feel like I've already talked about it a little bit.
1: All right. We're going to wrap it up with it then.
0: Well, I think that the, the, it's two part. Resilience and independence, especially for kids that they learn in blended family life. Like blended family life will teach you resilience, and that's a blessing. To be resilient is how you are going to be married till, you know, you're dead. Um, and our kids to learn to be resilient is going to serve them well too. And then, I independence. I don't love the. I mean, independence. Kids kind of have to be in a it's blended Im- family, but yeah. It's but it's important-, important
1: that kids learn independence yeah. because you don't want a kid to grow up to be eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, and they yeah. aren't independent. They always depend on yeah. mom and dad, or mom or dad, yeah. and can't do anything on their own. We want to raise children that are independent
0: responsible in too. time. Yes. It doesn't
1: mean they're six years old and they need to be independent. <laughs> I know, but we start learning them then. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, a game changer on the day of, you know. Right.
0: And I think when I think about independence for us adults and even the kids too, what I kind of mean by that is like self-regulators. Like we are learning to be in control of self, you know. Like in the beginning of the podcast when we were talking about handing your power out and – how now you're not sure if you're going to be happy or your needs are going to be met or your well-being is like iffy because you don't know how everyone else is going to show up and behave today. And when that's your experience, you're very codependent on everyone forever. And I think that that is what makes us feel out of control because now we are so out of control because we are so codependent. We, We have no say in anything. So what the deal is is learning independence to me, just means being able to be in control of self and taking your power back so that you can be at peace regardless of what's happening around you because you're now in control of yourself, your well-being, your happiness, you know, your your needs being met. Like you're gonna start taking the wheel for those things. And then you, people get to experience a happier more peaceful, more centered you, which blesses your family. So that's kind of where I was going with the independence thing, but kids too. So to wrap this up, though, gratitude changes everything. If you change your mindset to one of gratitude, you will change your blended family experience. And if you change your blended family experience, it ripple effects out. To the rest of your family.
1: So, and generations to come.
0: You can break generational curses through mindset shift.
1: 100%. So, if you want to know, know how? now at gmail.com <sighs> at the time of this recording. Julie's doing, are you still doing free breakthrough sessions? Yeah. For new, yes. interested clients. So, now at gmail.com. Get a hold of Julie. She'll teach you how to do all this. So,
0: it's my passion.
1: Yeah. Hit us up on all the socials. Uh, find us
0: blended life on yeah. Instagram and Facebook. There's a Facebook group um, and also becoming heard. Yeah, Instagram and Facebook. You can catch stuff there too. So, yeah, reach hope, out. Connect. Hope to see
1: you guys there and uh, just bring this blended family, blended life thing closer and uh, link up with you guys. So, thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy
1: Thanksgiving, you guys. Enjoy your family. Be grateful be grateful we'll talk to you guys next time
0: bye bye